nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Hey, welcome to this week on Nerdables. I have to make an apology. A beard sparks Kenobi rumors. Lindsay Lohan starts her campaign. Lindsay Lohan! <laughs> Teen Titans go to the movies. By, uh, Brian Michael Bendis puts on the Spider Superman cape. Spider-Man doesn't wear a cape. Black Panther sets records before its release. Is Black Panther Marvel's Wonder Woman? Black Panther. <laughs> Black Widow goes solo. Stan the Man has all hands on deck. Fox shakes up Gamb- <laughs> Gambit Deadpool and New Mutants. And finally, could Lost be revi- have a revival in the works? How many topics is that? That's a lot of topics. 20. Count it. I bet you that's uh, more topics than the last six shows combined. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, yeah we don't need to talk about ten or eleven. Ten. But yeah. a lot of them are real quick. Then we'll get rid of them. Yeah, that's what we. So I'm, R- I'm R.A. and joining me this week are Chris, Mikey, and Ethan. So I need to make a correction from last week's show. Last week I said that Toby Emerson was now in charge of DC Films. Actually, and then we said it again, and then we said it again and again and again throughout the whole show. Actually, it's Walter Hamada. Toby Emerson is a musician. So when I pulled up the article, I just read the wrong name. Hamada, not Hamada. I said Hamada. You said, no. said Harmada. There was no. an R in there. There's no, R. I didn't hear an R. I heard the R. I didn't say, so I, okay, if I did, I said, if I said Harmada, <laughs> so you I apologize. Against, you, got, you got something against this bro. I told you. <laughs> Apology number two. Uh, yeah, next like week's to, show, we'll apologize for getting Mr. Hamada's name wrong. Yeah, thanks. Exactly. So I'd like to thank a friend of the show and host of the Fake Nerd Podcast, Brandon McClure, for uh, letting you know. Fake Nerd Guys. Huh? Fake Nerd Guys. No, it's, fake, ner- it's fake Nerd Podcast. No, it's Fake Nerd Guys because it's listed as FNG, isn't it? No, it's Fake Nerd Podcast. Is it, F- is it FNP? It is. Well, I don't think that's right. It is because that's what their Facebook page is. Their Facebook page was FNG. <laughs> Says F. It says fake nerd. Next podcast. week we'll apologize for getting their podcast. <laughs> it could be fake nerd guys podcast, but that, that's their, what I thought it was. Their page is listed as fake nerd podcast, so it could be fake nerd guys. So Brandon, why don't so you anyways, let us know on your on our Facebook page <laughs> if we got it right? Well, or you wrong. know what the funny thing is, Brandon from a friend of ours here in LA. We have another listener who is named Brandon. So apparently, you either have to be named Brandon, Doug, or Eric. To listen to the show. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but no, we do want to take a moment to say, if you do listen to the show, please let us know that, you know, call out our screw-ups. If you like us, if you hate us, if you love us, you know, we are very insecure and need the attention. You screwed up by not saying that um, <laughs> Justice League was a masterpiece. So leave, her leave us a message on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, Ethan's email. No. Ethan's email is no. <laughs> He's been going over this all day. Please do not give out my email. Please do not. I t- I'm telling Rich right now. If I get any emails complaining about the show, I'm forwarding all of them to him. <laughs> so it, is it fake? Per- is it fake? Fake per? It's yeah. Their symbol is FNG, but it is listed in oh. iTunes as Fake Nerds Podcast. Okay, so it's Fake odd. Nerd Guys. Maybe podcast. they got a girl on the show, so they had to be like, oh, we can't say guys. <laughs> Oh, wait. Um, Remember all those girls that were on our show? Oh, wait. We've had a girl on the show twice. Okay, so we've kind of talked about this a couple of times. Ewan McGregor 
has a beard right now. Kenobi. Dun, dun, dun. So Kenobi. Yeah. I guess last week after the Golden Globes, the internet really exploded about the possibility of Ewan McGregor starting to get ready for an Obi-Wan film. Because that was the first question asked by a... You can hear what type of fan asked the question or the journalist that asked the question. Yeah, at the Golden Globes, he was asked about Total it. Total fanboy, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, there was I, a there yeah. was a what was it a Twitter picture that was sent out or Instagram of him working out yes. with a trainer and he's got the beard so everybody started going oh my god he's getting in shape for Obi Wan Kenobi or he could be someone who just wants to get in shape yeah well hell even in, when I he plan ex- on going back to the gym on Monday I'm not getting ready for Kenobi so here's what <laughs> or am I here's what Ewan told reporters after the Golden Globe there's a lot of talk. And I'd be happy to play him again. But I don't know anything more than you do. Directing, director Stephen, uh, was it Daltrey? Had been in talks to direct the movie, but it hasn't uh, received anything past that, folks. You know, we knew that much. I we mean, already Disney, knew that. Disney's never said anything about actually being... No. Their slate's like 35 different movies that they may do. Yeah, well, but the crazy thing about something. this is that Entertainment Weekly... Yahoo Movies, all these other sites have they've been all putting become, up. They've all become the geek sites. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Entertainment Movie has nothing better to do with and their time. Right now, I think the two, Then to, to sit there and say, you remember those 20 years where we told you guys you were all losers and we didn't care about any of your films? Yeah. And then Avengers made a billion dollars and all of a sudden we have our own booth at Comic-Con and we have our own hotel at Comic-Con and we're down there talking to the great stars of the Marvel and DC movies because mm-hmm. that's what we care about. Well, the Nerdist put out an article this week about the only way that you could do an Obi-Wan Kenobi film. And, it, like, number one was it has to be set on – only set on Tatooine. You can't leave the planet. Uh, it has to be a Western. Uh, Obi-Wan, you know, has to have a love interest, finally. And, you know, that's, there's all these weird – That's John Jackson Miller's Kenobi. It, basically, that's what Which they were saying. great as a book. And if they just want to adapt that book, sure. But what's the point? Because the book's already there. That I mean, was my comment. The only way to do this is if you if you if, if you, you do it a lot later, it's just going to be. But that would mean people would have to read. But it's already been classified as a legends story anyway, yes. so it doesn't matter. I mean, you can do you can adapt the story to certain ways. I mean, even yeah. that, even that book it. could become canon because it doesn't affect the overall arc of the of the Star Wars universe. In fact, it fits in very much with what they've kind of already done in between the two movies oh yeah with a certain point of view of the idea of kenobi meeting qui-gon right well even at the start uh, of that he's trying he's trying to talk to qui-gon in john jackson miller's kenobi book and in certain point of view he has a full-on conversation right and then ek johnson uh has an interlude for kenobi that is she because i asked her about this at her signing and she said that the oh yeah that was definitely a a way to bring some of what John Jackson Miller did with Kenobi into canon. Yes. Because it fits right in with his with his story of Kenobi. Um, but I just thought this that was kind of an interesting thing that is just just because he has that it's not the same beard but it's close. Well, cuz well, he's growing it. Yeah. It's the only beard he can grow. Yeah, and, it, <laughs> and it's trimmed and looks Yeah. He said that he's been working like the last couple of years, and he's just happy not having to have any responsibility in, in anything with film right now. Right. So he's taking he's some time riding off. his motorcycle around. Well, he's yeah. done getting Fargo. off, walking into a bar, and going hello there. You know? <laughs> I mean, you don't. Yeah, want just to because he wears him. his lightsaber yeah. around doesn't. I mean, he always he's on the roof of the bar because he always has to have the high ground. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
He's always ordering. Blue I love people that are like, though. "No, I want. I don't want a Kenobi movie. I want a movie about the high ground." <laughs> uh, speaking of crazy, and continuing our DC films coverage, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Wants to be Josh Whedon's Batgirl. Nope. I didn't even realize this movie was still going on. My nope. favorite part of this is you put her Twitter thing on this page, and it says activist, actress, yeah. artist. What is she activating for? Bigger boobs? Uh, more drugs. <laughs> Drug legalization? She um, trying, is, she trying to, is she actively trying to teach Bella Thorne the way to be BS <laughs> crazy? As uh, she goes for Bella Thorne, though. She did yeah, come out saying that she was molested idiot. until the time she was 14. Yeah, well, it's still... Maybe in a situation that was some family member at home. Yes, but still not, uh, hey, I'm so mad that they closed the 101 because people are dead because I can't get to my boyfriend's, <laughs> boyfriend's concert. concert. Yeah. Oh, um, she's, she's on her way. Oh, so no, she's, she's already there. She, Trust her me. Her and are close to <laughs> Oh, no, she's, she's on the fast track. She's getting the same, the same plastic the same surgery. <laughs> the same plastic surgery, the same craziness. Oh, yeah. Because oh. uh, I think Bella Thorne's turned into a lipstick lesbian now, too. Oh, so she, she for came out a long time down, ago, uh, Burn down her, her girlfriend's house. Didn't Lindsay Lohan try to burn down that DJ's house? I don't remember. Samantha something? I, there was something like that, yeah. So maybe she tried to burn down Brett Ratner's house or something? <laughs> so Lindsay Lohan is campaigning so, on social media for to Josh Whedon to cast her as Batgirl, which I forgot that this movie was still coming out. There is no production schedule for Whedon's Batgirl, um, but it has been previously announced in the slot following December's Aquaman along with Justice League Dark. You know what else doesn't have a production schedule? Everything else on DC. Right. <laughs> if it's not currently shooting, like Aquaman or Wonder Woman 2, there's no production schedule for it. Isn't it crazy though, that Aquaman, I mean, as bad as everything's gone, Aquaman is still going through. Well, yeah, because they started look- it before everyone's like, ugh. Aquaman has been well received in Justice League movies, so well, I don't know about how well. I mean, well, a the lot ca- of people... no, the character itself, people liked it. Girls liked it. Girls, like, yeah. <laughs> For what? Sorry. For I'm Aquaman. Oh. <laughs> She's Mikey. Yeah. Sorry. All right, oh, so we're dang. gonna go right on. We're gonna get over Lindsay yeah. Lohan. Most people have. Yeah. Uh, Teen Titans go to the movies, which is actually the name of the movie. Can this movie come out like tomorrow so we can go see it? No, everybody hates Teen Titans Go. DC and Cartoon Haven't Network have created a super mo- superhero movie to end all superhero movies. Oh, this is the last one? That's according to what the... Their, this uh, is the end of the DC Universe. Says no, no, it's the end of all superhero movies. This all, is all their of production schedule. All of their previous DCU <laughs> this is falls their in place schedule. underneath yeah. their Titans. The funny the thing Teen is, Titans. the Teen Titans Go to the movies poster actually says superhero movie to end all superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. that's their tag. Yeah, so yeah. Their tag. yeah no more Marvel movies. Right. No more DC movies. Uh, no more whatever Mark Miller's making, none of those. Well, that's good, because then we won't get Lindsay Lohan as Batgirl. <laughs> there is a lot of hatred for the Teen Titans Go. Oh, DC it's fans crazy. are so butthurt. They're is stupid. I, the, that well, show is amazing. So, the first thing so I saw was, why are they doing that Teen Titans? Why can't they do the, the first real thing Teen Titans? The good so The first thing that I saw, because... Um, uh, writer Merrill Hagan, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Friends in quotation marks. Right, follow Facebook him as friends. a professional. Yeah, um, he's just part of that whole crowd in Atlanta that, that right. started to do this. So he's he's written a couple episodes of Teen Titan Go. I think he has a hand in the movie. I'm not a thousand percent sure, but I think he is. So he posted that link. So I clicked on the link, and then I looked at the comments. And the first oh, comment God. is, so they canceled the good Teen Titan series that everybody loved, but they're making a movie out of the Teen Titan series that. Almost everybody hates. Yeah. And my first response is, of course everybody hates it. That's why it's been on for six seasons. 
Right. It's actually, that's how it's this been works. been on longer than the original. It's like six years at yeah. least. And I just I don't get how people don't figure out how this works. Because DC, DC and Warner Brothers and Cartoon Network are going, wow, everybody hates this show. Let's make another season. Right. Oh, let's you know? make a movie out of something Just because you don't like it. As, as, as we were discussing through. I'm not a fan of the Big Bang Theory anymore. Right. I'm, not, I'm never going to say, oh, nobody likes that show. Obviously, people like that show. It's the I number do. one show on TV. Obviously, dumb people yeah. like that show because <laughs> Rich still Ooh. likes it. Mikey likes like it. it. Obviously, dumb people still like that show. But this blanket statement of almost everybody universally hates Teen Titans Go. I'm like, where does this come from? It's because him and his friend don't yeah, like that it's show. Because, they... It's because your show got canceled. And I do love one of the quotes on that thread was they did make Teen Titans. It's called Young Justice. Yeah, and that. you idiots still didn't watch it. And they refrain because it was just because it didn't sell toys and everything. It doesn't matter whether it sells toys or not if enough people are watching it. It doesn't matter. No. That was going to be my next comment yeah. about this. And so this idea is so ridiculous. And also, guess what? A lot of adults watch Teen Titans Go. It's great. Because it's actually kids. funny. Yes, it's geared towards kids. Yeah. But here's the awesome thing. Kids' humor works for adults, too. Yes. <laughs> Almost nearly all the time except unless it's a live action show on the disney the channel because none of that's funny is what's so great is look at the background there's so Don't much other stuff yeah there's so there's much other tons of easter eggs in there the 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 one with uh, the squishy going across the sea yeah and meeting the, the oh my goodness that is hilarious just the, even the the when they're looking for in that episode when they're looking for the squishy through the tower starfire's pet disappears and that's all they're supposed to do because starfire is going to visit her home planet all the other titans are supposed to do is watch this pet and it disappears (laughs) robin's looking for it starfire's room he looks under the bed and the skeleton of dead man is under there yeah yeah it's hilarious you can also make a case that the fact that batman and alfred uh, batman and commissioner gordon are stoned every time you see them (laughs) because they can't stop laughing there's all these little bits and Aquaman's pieces. great in there. Yeah, it's, um, just, it's hilarious. The episode <laughs> where Beast Boy and, and Cyborg clo- basically cloned themselves. They used, they used uh, Raven's magic to, to make more of themselves. When they're downtown with all of the other... Dude, dude. If you just look at what's in the background... Oh, the, the one where... You have like, the dark side the one where Raven, yeah, The, the, you know, the, the one where Raven splits into five personalities? Oh, yeah. Not only is it is it funny and everything, but it's actually a very poignant show about what makes what makes her her. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that all these things exist inside of us. It just depends on what we decide to use and kind of what shapes us into who we are. Isn't necessarily something that is. You still have something deep inside of you. She right. has an apathetic self. She has a, a joyous self. She has came, an angry. I think self. that came out before Inside Out. So yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But there Pixar was... steals everything. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but no, it's. it's I think it's. I mean, it's not going to be you know a hundred million dollar film. You know, watch it, it be a hundred. Oh, no. oh, no, watch it be. That's a lot of kids. Well, it's coming out July twenty seventh, so yeah. it's right there in that dead period of. Yeah, what's well, right summer. around Comic Con? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right? the week after, or might. Uh, it's right around it. It's right around it. Yeah. You wait a minute. Of all those topics, you don't have the the moves. The moves? You don't have Deadpool getting moved. I do. Yeah. Oh, is that your new? That's is, why. Uh, oh, is it in see, a new? You were, you were talking Lindsay Lohan when I said Lindsay Lohan. When I said it, we'll get to it. You got um, distracted by Lohan. But first, we're going to talk about Brian Michael Bendis the taking the taking on Superman for Action Comics One Thousand. So we've also said Brian Maybe. Michael Bendis <laughs> was coming to DC. 
We said that a few months ago. We've been speculating what... That's not maybe. That's true. Right. We, but we've been speculating what book he would be first writing. Yeah, and we still don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's not... This is, it's not 100%. First off, well, first, this is all rumor, because right. the solicitation for Action Comics 1000 isn't out. Correct. So, comicsbook.com and a couple other places are reporting the rumor that Jim Lee and Brian Michael Bendis done a short story for Action Comics 1000, which releases in March? April? April? Yes. Uh, it's going to be a gigantic book. It's going to have a lot of short stories in it. It coincides so it's, it's with Superman's extreme, 80th yeah, birthday. It, 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 it will. Or anniversary. Um, it's definitely realistic that they would do a short story for it, but it doesn't mean that he's writing that title. Mm-hmm. But it also says that it, it's very possible that Jim Lee will... I just will, said that. Did you? Oh, yeah. I, I was reading so him, it. It's very possible that Jim... The rumor is Bendis and Jim Lee are doing a short story for Action 1000. Right. That's it. But this There's is no the announcement first... as to what regular title. And remember, he was sick. Everything's getting delayed. Yes. He may not have even started on whatever regular title he's yeah. going to do. Right. Or but titles. this was also the first confirmation that he signed a multi-year... Ex- you know, I mean, we oh, already no, knew no, it was, no. we it knew was, it was going to be exclusive, exclusive, but it was, we didn't know how long. And no, in the story. Mm-hmm. It's, in the original story, it said multi-year. Did it say multi-year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, no, he signed, I, he signed for a couple of years yeah. at least. Because those you, you don't sign someone to an exclusive deal for just a year, if you're especially gonna, somebody like that. Yeah, you're not going to give him health insurance for it, basically. <laughs> well, I mean, why you sign those deals? Because but Justice League would be a good book for him to write. I mean, excuse me, uh, Action would be a good book. My rumor has always been Justice League, and then he's going to do something like Blue Beetle or Booster Gold. Booster Gold is the book that I hope he does. Yeah, if because they're going to give him, they're going to. I think my personal opinion is I feel like Disney's going Disney Jesus. DC is going to ask him to do a specific book. Right. You know, we, we'd like you to do action. We'd like you to do detective, whatever. And you do whatever book you want. You tell us what you want to do. If yeah. it's not already on the rack, because I'm not going to fire anybody, what do you want to do? And Booster Gold is a character that is on the rack. It fits his voice. It fits his style. He can do pretty much where whatever he wants, wherever he wants in the DC universe. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily affect anything that's going on in the current Rebirth timeline. So you can have a ton of fun with it. It's the type of book that other creators like. Yeah. So like Scott Snyder, who can kind of go out there and find really hot artists to do his books. With All-Star, you know, All-Star Batman was, oh, I got John Romita Jr. And I got Sean Murphy. And I got, you know, this person and this person. Because they want to work with Scott. Scott wants to work with them. Bendis has that kind of name to find somebody that will come in and do That's true. an arc of Booster Gold of him in the classic DCU. But see, another, an arc but of Booster Gold in the future DCU. It'd be, not, it'd be cool to see him do Superman, whatever Superman book, and just see him do some space stuff with Superman. Because he does see, great thing, space stuff. The thing with Superman is I don't think Dan Jurgens is going anywhere. And I don't think Tomasi and... Um, Gleason are going anywhere. I think both those people are going to stay on those books. There's already Supergirl, Superwoman, New Superman, and Super Son. So there's still four other super books. Yeah. They're not going to make a third Superman book. The only thing I can think of, if they decide to push it and say, we'll do Adventures of Superman, which is a classic title. Right. And you could legacy number that book as well. uh, To do Adventures of Superman with him, but you're still... You're, you're, you're pushing that, that envelope, especially when you already have 
five books from this new age of heroes that are coming out within the next couple months. Yeah, I could also see him doing Green, uh, Green Lantern or Green Lantern Corps. He's not going to do either of those either because, th- again, those creators are very entrenched on those. Sure. And there's, I don't think any of them are going to leave. I don't think DC is going to fire somebody. You're not going to walk up to Robert Venditti. Is, who's doing, is he still doing Green Lanterns? Yeah. And tell him, no, hey. he's doing a Hell. hell he's doing Hell, yeah. So, hey, Hell's been really successful. It's one of the better books. Right. It sells better than Green Lanterns. Um, Bendis wants to do your book. You're fired. Yeah, that's not gonna happen because he's been on that title for you, too long. But anyway. it's also His you can't story. sour somebody like that. Yeah, but see, because you're expecting if you're DC, you want him to write that title. Blue Beetle would be good too because he could do a lot of outer but again, space and a lot Blue of Blue Beetle stuff. has a writer. That's true. I, I think it's it's going to be two new titles. Just, the reason that I said Justice League is Christopher Priest has just gone on to that book. Yeah, after Brian Hitch. I could see Christopher Priest not even being on there for a long time. But again, Priest wrote Black Panther for like three years. Right. And again, whenever Bendis is on, he's usually on it for a long time. Oh, yeah. So that's why I think you you, you may start two new titles. Do Justice League Dark. Maybe. I, if you're going to do Justice League, do Justice League. I mean, do Justice League of America, a title that, that isn't selling really well. Yeah. If you relaunch that title and it's just... You you ostensibly can have two Justice League books that star the same team. Oh yeah, you know you might as well at this point. I've always it's kind of stupid not to. It's what you did with Spider Man. It's what you do with single characters. Your all the average time. fan, you your average a, reader is probably not going to. Or your I shouldn't say your average. Your casual reader is going to be more confused. You know if no you, I, the thing is the casual reader wouldn't be the casual reader would only be reading Brian's JLA. Let's say he's doing JLA. Sure. If, yeah. it, well, it's an, if it's a new number one, yeah, yeah. it's an easy one you, to You put a number on. one, it's the, the classic seven and Martian Manhunter or the classic seven and Cyborg. Who's right? writing it. It's got to be Cyborg. What about doing Justice Society? Do you think they would go back and do it? If they're, if they're going to do – I think he's going to be on a big caliber book and then whatever he wants. They want. I would imagine they would want him to do a Batman, Green Lantern, Justice League, would you see him bring Flash it? book – they do a second Flash book, maybe. Would you see them bringing them to do an event book first? It's a possibility. You can do it as, and then that's one of the ways you can get around it. You can do a Justice League, you know, Justice League to the Stars, a twelve issue maxi series, and it gives them time if if they go to Christopher Priest and say we'd really like him to take over the book, and he says all right, give me a year to wrap this up. Yeah, maybe. But I think you'll see, and, and again, then he could start whatever he could start stuff in, they're, in something they're, the like way that, that and then carry it over. The way that these publishers are working too. They're going to seem less inclined to replace him with a book that's already selling. Mm-hmm. Replace the writer of a book that's already selling, even if it's low selling with him, versus just making a new title. And hoping that the five people that are still buying Blue Beetle keep buying Blue Beetle. Right. And you're going to buy Booster Gold by Brian Michael Bendis. And you're going to buy you know, Super Justice League or Justice League Adventures or whatever you want to call it. Or Adventure of Superman. Or Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, which is the other one that I thought of too. Yeah. They haven't done Legends of the Dark Knight. It's it's basically All Star Batman that same style that they did for All Star Batman, which was short stories that are not necessarily you do a rogues tied gallery into. book. Well, I mean, no, you do Batman Legends of the Dark Knight. The, the reason that they made that book when they did is Batman and, and Detective, the Batman eponymous title and the Detective title were very much in these longer storylines or whatever, or crossing over. You see these, you wanted something where you could take, you could get Grant Morrison and Claus Johnson and say, just do six issues. Yeah. You get Mike Barron and and and, uh, and Tim Sale and say just do three issues, and whatever you want to do is fine. It just has to be before he gets Robin. Right. That was the only mandate. And so 
anything could go. And you could come up with new characters and new bad guys and all that other stuff. And it could flip around. Yeah. Those pieces could be here or there. So I could see having Bendis do that. Because if he starts that title, let's say he does six issues, and then you have, you know, Venditti gets to do his three-issue Batman story. Everybody there gets to play with Batman a little. That was the, the, the joy of the Legends of the Dark Knight is you could have creators who want to do a Batman story. That's where you could put them, and you don't have to kick Tom Tom King off of a Batman, and you don't have to kick James Tinian off of Detective, and you don't have to start another Batman book for this writer and another Batman book for this writer, and so on and so forth. Right. No, that's a, I mean that's a good idea, and Bendis could. He's very versatile. He could do. Apparently, I'm working for DC now. <laughs> um, well, it's a good thing you're not working for Marvel because you know Marvel doesn't really need you at this point. Well, the comic side of things, movie sides, a little different. Movie things are real, really well in hand, especially. I mean, this is a really bad segue. It's but trying. It's like I'm trying to. I, I, you know, I'm trying to to keep talking until I get to it, but it's not working. Anyways, so Black Panther sets records for its its pre-sale 24-hour release or yeah, ticket sales. So stupid that they're like, oh my god. It's uh, it's pre-sales and we're, it's breaking records and blah blah blah. This. Well, but here's wow. the thing. You're talking that, you know, it's Black Panther, a character that mainstream stream audiences are not that familiar with except for going to see Civil War. And it broke the 24-hour Marvel films or Marvel Studios record beating Captain America Civil War. So, which, you know, it didn't give any official numbers, but it's almost guaranteed, you know, if you're saying that you broke the record for Marvel Studios... Then for preseason or for, for preseason, I'm watching, I'm watching football as we do this for uh, oh. pre-sale tickets. It's almost guaranteed to at least do a hundred million dollars the first weekend. What Marvel movie is not going to make a hundred million in its first weekend? Um, Black Panther. I don't think uh, there's there's not. So I don't understand. Thor why. two did Thor two? Yeah, Thor two did. Thor, which all is, of them. I, I don't think Doctor Strange did. I'm pretty sure it did. I'm but the point the, the point of it was is Black Panther was again it's a little bit more of a risk yes. according to bland white studio heads who just I don't like, think so though because no, we've no, been no, introduced no, 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 to I'm the not character. I'm not saying you what I'm saying is a studio system looks at it something like Black Panther as it's done with every movie that has an African American lead over the last twenty years and goes oh my god this movie's not going to do well Get Out is not going to do well because African Americans in this country don't go to the movie how much did it make oh they do go to the movies well they're not going to go to the next one. And then, oh, that one made a lot of money. Oh, geez. Well, if we make movies that appeal to this audience, not only do they go see them, but four white dudes that are sitting around this this counter are going, yeah, we can't wait to see Black Panther because that looks cool. Well, that brings me to my to the next topic, which is, is Black Panther, which is already breaking records, is this film last year's Wonder Woman? Is this is the the importance of this film as much as it was for you know Wonder Woman was a very Pivotal film for women in film for for women going to. I don't know if it's going to be that far on the other side in terms of its social, whatever uh, you know, consciousness uh, touchstone, social touchstone that it was. Sure, I mean, but well, that the was, idea uh, of a studio that thinks maybe this isn't going to make as much money as it ends up making. Yes, but even then, I think it's different because all the Marvel movies have been successful. Wonder Woman is coming off of films that aren't necessarily as successful as they think mm-hmm. they are, especially for someone who is one of the four most recognizable superheroes on the entire planet 
before these movies started coming out. You know, right. You go before Iron Man, you go Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Spider-Man. You, you go to a kid in Pakistan, and he knows those four characters. Well, and they didn't know Iron Man and Captain America and all of them, and now they do because those movies are international. Wonder so Woman the kind of was the first about. successful solo film for a female superhero. I mean, you, know, you had you had others before that. You had you know, Elektra, you had Catwoman, you know... Uh, massive bomb, massive bomb. Both of them were massive bombs, yeah. Both critically and and financially. Right. I mean, this, granted, mm. Wonder Woman was the first one directed by a woman. The first... First superhero movie directed by a woman too, isn't it? Or close? To, I, it's got to be close to it. I think so. So well, Ava well it depends. You consider Joss Whedon a woman, right? But I mean, yeah, I mean, it was is one of those things where you know a lot it, of things a lot came of people, together. Yeah, it was, it was this is great for a DC movie. This is amazing for a DC movie, and she's amazing. And Patty Jenkins is where, and you wanted people to go support it. And I think that's one of the big things with Black Panther. But it was also, and you've seen this with movies that appeal to the African American culture is that audience will go support it. Right. There's a reason there are 42 million Tyler Perry movies, and they all do financially well. And yes. every single time they come out, when Boo. A Boo 2, a Medea Halloween or whatever came out last week. It made enough money that you had people online and people on the radio and people on TV going, wow, that made a lot of money. How did that happen? All of his movies make money. But do you think they it's continue gonna be, to make money? Do you think it's going to be the same money. thing that, like, if you, with Wonder Woman, it got down to the point where if you said anything bad about Wonder Woman, you're a misogynist. And then, I don't think you have to worry about that with this film. Because well, no, not being awesome. a misogynist, but you're, you, no, no, if I'm you saying, say anything bad about it, well, does that make commercial you comes on. a racist? I know, right? This, I don't think you're going to have a lot of people that are going to have a problem with this film. Hmm. Right. I mean, just the, but look, I don't, if, I'll, if I'll, the movie is half as awesome as the trailer with an awesome soundtrack and hmm. people running around and stuff blowing up and all this cool stuff and chicks kicking ass with swords and people fighting and everything. And he's in – not only do you get him here, but you also know – it leads into, or you're going to get Infinity in Gauntlet months, at the end. Yeah, yeah. Or three months. If the, yeah. if the, if the, the post-credit scene isn't something Infinity Gauntlet. Well, one of the things I did was I went back to look at um, other black African-American superhero movies. I want to say, you know, I, I can't ju- you can't just say African-American because T'Challa isn't black. Black Panther isn't, I mean, isn't uh, is African-American. Yeah. He's African. He's not American. Yeah, and there I think there are some in this. Um, well, I think you're talking about it in terms of from an audience point of view, right? You know, it's geared towards an African American audience here in North America. Yes, yes, or an African Canadian. But it's funny is we really need to go back to just using black. I mean, I mean <laughs> African Canadian. Yeah, but no, well, that's it's the same thing. You can say uh, uh, black. One of the correct, one of the correct yeah. thing is people of color too. Is uh, that's acceptable now too? When you, never, that always feels weird to me. I, that, it's so close too. to colored people. Yeah. That's not right. It's, it's to me, that, that I've never, I've never yeah. liked. That and I one. understand why, why, because black is a, is a singular color, and right. obviously people of of all different shades. covers and shades. But also, and people of you. color incorporates you know Mexicans, uh, Native Americans, you know Hispanics. Hispanics, yes. Can't just say <laughs> people Mexicans. from people from those asshole countries, as our president would say, which we do apologize for them. Uh, no, it's funny. So, listen to some of these movies that star that were you know African American black superheroes. There's Abar, the first black Superman, which was I never even heard of this, but it came out a year before Super, the Christopher Reeve Superman. It was straight. You know, it was 
I guess it was a VHS release in 70. Or, you don't think of uh, VHS as in 70. Well, it said it was a theatrical release, and then it was changed. The title was changed on this VHS release to In Your Face. In Your Face, yeah. Originally titled Super Black. Meteor Man, which was a Robert that. Townsend created movie in 1993. I don't remember seeing it, though. I remember it. Which he funded uh, completely with his credit cards. But here's the thing. Meteor Man was popular enough to make a crossover to Marvel Comics. Because he did a he did a uh, a crossover with uh, he had his own book and then did a crossover series with Sp- of Spider Man because Marvel was desperate to kill Black, <laughs> Black Panther exists for a very specific reason and it's the same reason Luke Cage exists is in the 1970s they were trying to find heroes that would appeal to the the, the civil rights movement and what came out of right. it in the 60s and 70s the large group of young African Americans in this country who were the ripe age to be reading comics who didn't see anybody in their comics that looked like them. Marvel made them. Uh, some of those early ones are very cringeworthy because oh, yeah. they were not written by black by creators. They were written by white men. Like Sweet Christmas is something they say, right? Yeah, okay, <laughs> right there, you know. Uh, the next one is uh, Blank Man, which was in 1994, oh, the which started the Wayne Brothers. Yeah. Good uh, lord. Here, the funny thing about this list was, and I think I. I didn't put it on this article, but I think I texted it to you guys in the uh, in our private thread. Oh, was that I think it was from uh, this was from like E News or something of you know I, when I put in black superhero movies because I wanted to find the list. They added the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie from 1995. Yeah, because there's a black ranger in it. That's but it why. was supposed to be Solo. You know, like yeah. When I think of that, I think of Solo or Lead. Yeah. Spawn so. was number five on the list in nineteen ninety. Spawn was a big one because as a comic book, he was a black yes. hero that Todd McFarlane was writing. It was the only image release. Uh, you know, there was a major black player in Youngblood, but it was the only solo book in Image that the only solo book in Image really in that first start. It was that and Shadowhawk, maybe Savage Dragon, right? And it was the only one of color except for Savage Dragon, who's green. Which this is um, also really the first comic book superhero uh, <laughs> on this list. Because you know, to well, as a well, movie, I guess Meteor Man to trans first, yes, right to transfer from comics to yes, movies, an adaptation of a an comic adaptation. Book. Uh, then you had Steel, oh. 1997, which starred Ooh. Shaq. That movie was Shaq Diesel so bad. I only remember Kazam. That was Kazam. It is Steel. But here's the funny Two thing: weeks after it was originally steel. supposed to be. It was a originally planned for this to be a spinoff film from the Death of Superman, which was the. The Tim Burton, uh, Kevin, uh, Tim Burton, uh, the Kevin Nick Smith, Cage. Uh, Nick Cage. Uh, I'll play John. I'll play John Harris, Weapons of Dying from Motor. Seven through ten is the Blade trilogy, which was 1998, 2002, and 2004. And anybody who likes superhero movies, you better you better thank Blade. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, because that was one of the first ones where they're like, you know what, this isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. The first Blade. Yeah. The first Blade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the second Blade's not bad either. But the second Blade is terrible. Wasn't, the second Blade came out around the same time as X-Men, though. By that point, yeah. Yeah. And Guillermo del Toro does the second one. Right. Who did the uh, first one? All of a sudden, I can't remember. Uh, I know Wesley Snipes was in it, he drew, and he was, uh, he was a producer, producer yeah. on it. Well, that was he made the film because no one else would make it. Right. And then he made a whole bunch of money. And the, the, other, the big part of Blade was... You had critics like Roger Ebert said it was a good action film. Like it's not a you know best picture, but if you're looking for a fun, good action sci-fi supernatural movie, go see this movie. It's yeah. got some cool direction. 
Wesley Snipes plays Blade very well, where he's just like super cool. So Stephen, Stephen Nor- Norrington. That's right. Nor- what else did he, he did? Something after that that I thought was big as well. Uh, number eleven on here is Up, Up and Away, which is a two thousand uh, Disney Channel movie that was directed by Robert Townsend for them. That was you know Disney Channel does all these you know straight to channel movies. Yeah. Straight to channel. They're called <laughs> you like movies. That? You like that straight? No, straight to channel. No. The best one is straight to plane. That was the one Doug Stolhead came up with. It's one of my favorite terms ever. Number straight when he said plane. Cuba Gooding's next film is straight to plane. Yeah. Number twelve was Catwoman in two thousand four, which was originally intended to be a follow up to Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, uh, Batman Returns one uh, Catwoman. Ugh. But that one was just oh yeah. And then Michelle Pfeiffer's like no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Halle Berry. Halle Berry didn't do a bad job. But nope. Just don't. Don't even. Uh, don't, yeah, there's don't, no real reason. There's to try not. And there's not them. one reason to actually watch that film. Number thirteen is Hancock in two thousand eight. Forgot that movie existed. Which was Will Woo! Smith. I punched a hurricane. I punched a whale. Who threw was, it in the ocean. Was a homeless who, guy. He well, he was an was alcoholic, he? Or, a homeless guy. Well, that, he was he was used to be a superhero and then kind of just mm. fell. Technically, the he wasn't a superhero. Mm. He was a Greek or he was a, a no, Greek or he, Egyptian he's god. A god that filled the earth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and remember, because it was when he and and Charlize uh, Theron. Theron, who was who was um, uh, Jason Bateman's wife. When they get because they were they were lovers, mm-hmm. and every time they come closer together, that's when their powers ignite and everything. Mm-hmm. So I never saw that movie. No, uh, I thought it was the other way around. It was whenever they got close together, their powers would weaken. Was it? And that's why he has to be far away from her. That's why he couldn't be uh, with her. Okay. And so that's why in the end he ends up going to New York while she stays in Los Angeles. And so, wow, you know way spoiler. too much about that film. <laughs> Yeah. Saw it once. Yeah. Then they have number fourteen listed as Suicide Squad because Will Smith is in there. Woo! Love <laughs> superhero film. But I'm doing Suicide Squad and Hancock. I'm gonna be Black Panther. Uh, woo! Sweet Christmas. <laughs> but they're saying that they're you know, according to this Will, article, I am a is dog. That there's probably going to be a Deadshot <laughs> spinoff because it's Will Smith. There's probably not going to be anything. Again, <laughs> I don't think so. CU has no production schedule. And then the fifteenth is the upcoming Black Panther movie, which, whether it's a black Af- African American person, a what person? African American. Yes. I don't care. This movie looks amazing. I don't care who was the lead character in this. It looks amazing. I'm, I'm talking about this could be this could be well, I'm like Thor Ragnarok. No, no, no. What, what I'm getting at is this could be like Thor Ragnarok, where it's a Thor movie, but you also have the Hulk in it. You also have you know Valkyrie. Oh well, no. I, I think I think one of the biggest parts of this is that it's all Wakanda. Yeah. Everybody, remember when we were talking about the casting for this? Every prominent African American actor in Hollywood is attached <laughs> to this film for all intents and purposes. That everybody knows, except too. Yeah, except for the people that got fired from before, right? Uh, or that's already in the Marvel yeah, universe. Yeah, like, why don't you have Don Cheadle? He's already there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, you have a cast of people that are fantastic, and it helps. Again, like they did with with uh, Spider Man before Homecoming, you throw uh, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther in Civil War. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yeah. 
the Black Panther character is awesome. You know, the, the stunt work is amazing. Yes. He looks, yeah. His fighting style is awesome. And you're excited to see more of that. Now you get all of that and you get, you know, Space Africa. And <laughs> this Africa. dude, it's totally Space Africa. Oh, yeah. But, and, but and even you in get, Civil and you War, get the he, Tolkien you know, White guys. When he's going <laughs> against some of the heroes that we love already, you're going, yeah, but he's kind of right. No, he's just, he, well, that's, he, he's, he has he's justification a, he's got for this. A, a, that's a lot of the stuff with T'Challa is he has to be that king or whatever. Yeah. He has to worry about his people. This looks, it looks very much like the beginning of uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates' current Black Panther mm-hmm. in which there's a, a sort of a coup as there's other places with it, but just kind of like ramped up to the nines. Yeah. You see the, what is the Dorj Maje? I can't remember the name of his bodyguards. Uh, but I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. there's just crazy people. And the, the thing that with this story, the big thing is um, uh, Lupita Nyong'o went on Twitter to say that she couldn't buy tickets right. for the theater she wanted to go to because it was sold out. She went to, to go to the Thursday, all any of the Thursday night showings Were sold of the out. movie, yeah. and they're all sold out. And so that led to finding out, yes, it's got it, it's trending, it's pre-release tickets or whatever. Which I'm is, for a February film. I mean, ran, you know, February. that thing's gone. Yeah, I mean, that's the, January's the last bastion of bad films. We keep seeing these commercials for films like well, Dead January and September. September is a little bit, but you you start to get a few there. But we're watching these commercially like Denethys going. I, it could be good, except it can't be because it's in January. Because they right. just dump everything in. Ju- if it's not a wide release of a film that was released for Oscar bait two months ago, there's still crap. Maybe 12, uh, 12, 12 strong or whatever. Yeah. Twelve hours or twelve strong. Yeah, it's like twelve strong. Yeah, 12 strong. Yeah. And I look at that, and I'm going, that could be interesting, but January scares the right. heck out of me. Like I don't know, I don't know if I want to see this now. Right. I guess I'll spend my time trying to track down hostels and another showing of Last Jedi. Dude, Last Jedi is out of a bunch of theaters already. Yeah. Well, have you also it's seen that they already have the pre-orders out for yeah. it? Well, they do that. For but, Ron Solo? No, for, they have the pre-orders. I wouldn't be surprised. They have the pre-orders for the movie and uh, oh, what oh, each, what's each, come, what's each what's going to be exclusive for each, each you know, store. store and mm-hmm. yeah. I forgot what it was. There was one movie that wasn't even out in theaters yet. I think it was like. Um, well, uh, that Jedi Iron isn't Man completely out of theaters. Avengers I can still find it. Right. Well, Ragnarok. But it was just uh, the Regal one. The one that I went to see it with Melissa two weeks ago, week and a half ago, it's not in that theater anymore. So it, it's tougher because I do want to go see it again. I just haven't. It, it's hard to find Ragnarok, three hours of my the, life. The uh, digital copy comes out in Yeah, that way February you can watch it in. Every in, time I say Ragnarok, I, the, th- Ragnarok. the Fraggle Rock theme comes into my head. <laughs> but replacing Ragnarok with Fraggle Rock. Well, that, it has to be out so that you can do that weekly thing yeah. in time. You just have to break it for Black Panther because you guys see Black Panther early. Right. Although I think I think one of the lists, it ha- it shows you Black Panther just before Infinity, Infinity War. And there's it, like an asterisk or something in it that says, we're assuming it'll be released before <laughs> Infinity War. <laughs> That's less than three months. Yeah. But I um, guess that would be that. Which we need to work. start that tonight because we're a week behind. We're more than a week behind. But it's not like we only need to watch one a week. Well, that's true. Um, so one more question about this is, you know, we talked about certain films within the Marvel Cinematic Universe being films that are make or break. You know, we, we talked about that with, with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's all over. You think so? Oh, you, yeah. Because where, everything, where do you think that this film? Do you think this film just falls in line with the rest of the Marvel? Or yes. do you think it has a special place in history? The, the, the point now with Marvel films is where do we find the first film that actually considers it's considered a flop? 
where does Justice League come out in the Marvel films? Where you have right. a movie that, even though it's successful, you have a studio going, we got to start changing things. Because even even Doctor Strange wasn't like that. It was still it Doctor was Strange successful did in its well own enough, right. and they're fine with it. And they also use these films to push those characters forward into other movies. Right, Ant Man. Doctor Strange looks like he plays a huge, not a huge, but he plays a role in Infinity War. A decent. What are you breaking? But this doesn't. You had Ant Man. Ant Man had a big role in in Civil War. Right. So when you literally use a these, big role. Yeah. When you use these <laughs> films with these characters, that's going to move forward somewhere else. We know that Black Panther is going to be in both Infinity films. Yes. So you know this is helping to reestablish that character or, or further establish that character. And well, and there's go also from there. people. You know, Wakanda is like one of those things where people say it won't work in the film. There's no way that Wakanda it's works. Space in Africa. Films. So yeah. it's just, it, all they did is they took Asgard and put it over here and they kind of colored it up a little or whatever. Um, but do you think it does have a special place within history as a film? Probably not. I mean, you have other. You have again. You have Blade as an African American. Actor, you have a black actor as, as a solo, but this film, role and pushes this through. film. I mean, we talked, we joked we've about seen, the poster, being, but we've you know, seen the Tolkien we've, white guys. Yes, but we've seen a, a number of films that have a black ensemble cast that are successful critically and successful, yes, monetarily. Do you think we're past? So you think we're we're past that point? I don't think it's past. It, it's going to be heralded as a thing, but to say that the future of black filmmaking on any level, commercial or otherwise, is hinging on Black Panther is false. Just as it wasn't with Wonder Woman. Okay, that's why I was just going to say. I don't think it was. If Wonder Woman had failed, because you don't have a lot, you don't have a single female-led action-adventure superhero film that was really that successful since, Mm -hmm. what, Tomb Raider? Even then, it was not a great film. Yeah, you, had, you, had, been, you, you saw Lucy fail, you saw Atomic Blonde fail, you saw Ghost all these the other Machine films. Fail, yeah. yeah, All of these films that fail, Wonder Woman proves that if you do it right, audiences will come. Male, female, black, white, Hispanic, they will go see a good film. Black Panther is, you're going you're gonna to have a film that's going to appeal to the black African American urban culture tier. And it's going to appeal to Marvel fans, mm-hmm. and it's going to appeal to even people that that not necessarily go to see every Marvel film. I think see that and go, that trailer's awesome. The music's awesome. The action looks great. It's got some power to it, and you really want to go see that. Well, look at Luke I've, Cage. I'm Luke interested Cage is in one yeah, of the best Netflix. I'm, I'm of the really series. interested into the soundtrack of this because it's not a composer. Right. It's what is it curated or something by Kendrick Lamar basically Kendrick Lamar is the executive producer he may not write or compose everything in it but he's responsible for I want this person to do this song I want this person to do this song this song Mm. works here I imagine he's going to have a hand in where the music works in the film where the score works where's the other it'll have a different feel than you know Giacchino doing Doctor Strange or Mm -hmm. Whoever's doing, which is one of the great things about the Marvel films and why they work. Where with the, when we keep saying this with the DC films, where all the DC films feel the same, and even Wonder well, because Woman you had, to a again, degree, your first five films are all under Zack Snyder, and right. Zack Snyder's hand seemed heavier than Kevin Feige's. Then just in what we've seen in the last couple of years, to see the Wachowski Wachowski brothers, not Wachowski brothers, no. Cohen no. brothers, no. not the Cohen the Russo brothers. brothers, Russo brothers. God, could you imagine the Cohen brothers Marvel film? Could you film? imagine a Wachowski brothers Marvel film? You have the doing those tent poles. 
Yeah, the Russo the brothers. brothers might be. A... That's true. They're not brothers anymore. They're no, that's true. Wilkowski <laughs> sisters. <laughs> the the Russo brothers kind of have the tent pole, but they didn't have a hand in Thor Ragnarok. Right. They didn't have a hand in Black Panther. They didn't have a hand in Doctor Strange. Yeah. They've been really the head of the universe since since Winter Soldier. Yes. Um. <clears throat> so, but they're, they're not they're dictating not, these other right. films. You don't have the director and really creator of Thor Ragnarok in a DC universe. You don't have right. someone who really seemed to go out on the limb and make their own film. You know, as much as people say, oh, Suicide Squad's definitely, what's his face's film? But see, no, even Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman had a stylized no. feel. It looks exactly the to same as them all the other It was ones. almost a, a, looks Snyder, like all the other ones. a heavy-handed Snyder uh, I'd love overtime. to see them do something like a Ragnarok, where yeah. you, you do something very different. I mean, and then the thing is, Ragnarok's not that different. It's just funnier. Ragnarok but as you go very, back, if you watch Iron Man, Iron Man's funny. But Ragnarok is, is along the lines of Guardians 1 and 2. Yeah. Except it's good. Um, <laughs> it's, it's an enjoyable film. Um, uh, but, no, I, 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 the future of black filmmaking is not based on Black Panther. But it's going to be awesome to see a film with this, these creators, this cast, this, this storyline that's going to be wildly successful. Okay, here, here we go for a really bad transition oh boy. <laughs> to a segue. So we're going to take the two, the last two that we talked about with Wonder Woman and Black Panther. We're going to combine them into one. A solo Black Widow film is, in, is, talk, is talked about moving forward. Ethan, you're shaking your head. Uh, you are terrible. The Widow segues. has nothing to do with it. Yeah. She's a woman. Just because she's a woman. And it has black in the title. So I can, you are bad at these segues tonight. <laughs> it was supposed to be bad, and th- this is this is yeah, the time that he's to be actually bad written is the refrain of everyone who thought this is going to be so good. Oh, that bomb! <laughs> you know, oh, the, I meant for it to bomb. You know, the funny thing is that this is the first time he's actually sat down and written a script for a and, while, and he couldn't uh, write in segues. I didn't want to write in segues; they're more fun to do it. So, anyways, it's being reported by the Nerdist, the Rap, and Variety that Marvel has hired writer Jack. Uh, Jack Schaefer to pen the Black Widow sure. for the solo film. There isn't a green light yet for the film, but who knows if it's going to happen. It could be in early... This is one of those things that they've talked about for a long time, but also a lot of people said it isn't going to happen simply because, one, she's been in a lot of films already, and two, she's massively expensive. Yes. Here's the other thing. Do you think that Marvel looks at and go, you know, she was she she was a lead in Ghost in the Shell. She was in a lead in Lucy, which are you know super. I don't think it has anything to do with. Scarlett they didn't Johansson. do very well. Do you don't think? I, so? I don't think a lot of people look at that anymore. Either way, you know, it's not. Do you look at the putting Tom Cruise? In, you know, in? put it, put it, Tom Cruise in your film doesn't guarantee that anyone's going to go see it. Right. Putting Scarlett Johansson in your film doesn't guarantee anyone's not going to go see it. They just weren't good films that had any buzz with them. Right. She's also been in th- three of the most successful films. Of all time, mm-hmm. Avengers, Avengers Two, and Civil War. Well, she's been. And she's a huge part she of all three. She first made them, her so. appearance in Iron Man Two, which was eight years ago in two thousand ten. Um, so I mean, she she's gone on to say, you know, I would certainly, uh, I would say certainly one of the most creative and emotionally. Wait, that's not her. That. Um, oh wait. Oh yeah, she did. She did. She said over the years, saying in two thousand sixteen that I would say certainly that that one creatively and emotionally that. We are most committed to doing a Black Widow standalone. Uh, we think she's an amazing character, and finally, her standalone film could be moving forward. That's I could see her. I could see Marvel 
like passing the torch from her to a different Black Widow. See, what I would like to see is a a Black Widow or the blonde Widow, Black Widow. Uh, Winter Soldier movie. I think that would be a good good movie. Hmm. You just want more Winter Soldier. Uh, well, not just that, but I, I they work good together. They're, you could even throw in Hawkeye with them. Well, Those once, three together once Cap would be dies a really. In, once Cap dies in Infinity War, yeah. you know we're gonna have uh, Bucky. Once, once yeah, Bucky. but we but we've had we, we've had stories with Black Widow and Winter Soldier. You've had black stories with Black Widow with a lot. Of yeah, black stories with Black, black Widow. Stories of black Widow. A lot of, uh, it, it's it's interesting because it won't be the first Marvel female led story. It'll be Captain Marvel. Yeah, and so, so in the wake of yeah. Captain Marvel, and again. As, I still wonder how long it's going to take them to finally start talking about what's coming after Infinity or Avengers Four. I mean, that's the thing where everything after Avengers Four is radio silence. They haven't given you anything other than Kevin Feige saying it's going to be very different, mostly right. probably because now we've kind of all assuming that everybody dies in these two films. Well, I don't think she's playing. I don't cats. think she's playing uh, the Black Widow in the new Avengers movie. She's playing Scarlet Widow. Scarlet Widow has white hair or blonde hair. But she's also, she's a whole different. Character. She's a whole different character. Yeah. yeah. She's not playing Yelena. Yeah. Or that'd be interesting if she was, and you know, she <laughs> she bumps her she, head. She replaces. Clo- they, they look they alike. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So sticking with Marvel, um, Stan Lee has been accused of sexual sticking. misconduct. I don't think Marvel's actually interested in this story. <laughs> Uh, the Daily Mail reported that Excelsior. Lee has been accused of the following by in-house nurses who are working in his West Hollywood home. One, Stan Lee is accused of sexual abuse by a nurse nursing company employed to take care of him for upwards of $1,000 a day and stopped working with him after a string of complaints. Two, young female nurses complained he demanded oral sex from them groping and walking around naked. Three... Uh, Lee's lawyers have sent a cease and desist letter to the company, which employees are uh, accusing him of the... Of that the employs the women that are accusing him. Thank you. Um. <laughs> you can slow down. It's okay. Uh, well, we have official, 95 topics we have to get The through, official so. statement from, his, from Lee's lawyer is Lee has category denied these false and <laughs> despicable allegations, and he fully intends to fight to protect his stellar good name and impossible uh, <laughs> character. What? Impeccable. Impeccable. What? His invincible character? <laughs> well, you said Excel- Excelsior. Do you need to like, clean your glasses or I something? I do, actually. I, I, thought actually, you were going actually I thought you were only supposed to drink water all day. The impeccable was actually right on the line <laughs> where I had the glasses in. <laughs> Um, there's who was it in our thread that we were talking about where no one really knew if these allegations the allegations were real the or not. Point, because the points to make is that none of these allegations have been made in a civil case, right, or a criminal case. The lawyer is accusing the nursing company of extorting Stanley and Stanley Media for money to not release these, and then it seems like they. According to Stan Lee's side of it, that Stan Lee's side called their bluff, and they went ahead and put this out there to say Stan Lee's a horrible person. He has a new company. Was it Vital Nursing? Yeah. That's handling Lee's care. $1,000 a day, too? Uh, Come yeah, on. Right. And the rep for them claims that Lee has been polite, kind, and respectful, and has been a privilege to care for him. And the other thing is – Let's also know, remember Lee's 165 years old. 
He's 96 as uh, of... For real, he's 96 as of... For real, though. A couple weeks ago. Though. The funny thing that I'm reading in it, in one of the article that we first found this in, is it mentions that people are saying, well, Lee is, is uh, you know, he's been much more upfront, and he doesn't seem to, you know, he doesn't really have his filters on anymore, and it brings me back to when we went to the Paley Center last year. Yeah. And... He's his his the stories that he tells about the timely publishing with uh, Martin Goodman and everybody uh-huh. was very much like yeah you know they wanted to do comics and they just threw it at me and then when we go to the Paley Center he's like Martin Goodman was an idiot and didn't know what the hell he was doing right and also forgot that he created the Inhumans which I thought was hilarious yeah just completely <laughs> forgot that he ever created the Inhumans at all um, so the filter thing sort I kind of, of look at, at it and point. I go huh. Yeah, I could see that he's kind of losing his filter because what does he care? Right. You know, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna smear Martin Goodman's good name. Well, he he's also been dead came with a couple good looking nurses. <laughs> well, he came with a, a, an assistant. Yeah, this he had assistant. an assistant there. Might have not been a nurse or whatever. But no, it's I. You know, you knew this was coming. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the funny thing is, you don't see it blowing up on. The news station because it's like not every- a criminal case, and that's the thing. It's not a criminal case. It's not a civil case. Yeah, they, we need they, a- they haven't filed charges in a civil suit, and they have not filed charges in a criminal suit. The Franco so, stuff hasn't been filed either. Yes, but-, but James Franco is a different name than Stan Lee. Stan Lee hasn't been on Letterman four times in the last three years. Right. You know, or 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 uh, Colbert or whatever. Yeah. You, you know. It's it's Stan Lee's a name, to, uh, yeah. but even even Stan Lee, Stan Lee, the, Stan Lee is a name. Out. Stan Lee is a name to this group of people. Right. It's also Stan Lee works for Stan Lee. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily work for Marvel. Right. He doesn't necessarily work for Time Warner. He but it's also like Marvel's not going to take him out of their cameos either. That's the interesting thing. Is what what is he going to get? Where is he going to cameo on Black Panther? I don't know. And when he does, boo, he boo, sh- you dirty old man. He showed up in uh, in Runaways. I was surprised. And I was surprised. I was like, oh, well, I bet you he wants to he's run a, away. He's now. a bus driver in Runaways. I was like, oh shit, there he is. Gonna, they're gonna the pull up the bus driver, t- touch you and touch you. The <laughs> they're gonna pull up the the freezing tank that held Winter Soldier, and it's gonna unfog, and it's gonna be Stanley naked. He, he's the super soldier <laughs> with a super old dong hanging out. Um. The naked thing someone brought up is kind of interesting because it is home care, right? Like, would, would he not be naked in his own house, right? You know that At sort of thing. Point. But again, yeah. Did they well, they're more than likely helping him bathe. Bathe if he's if he's a, it's it's a weird story. It's not a weird story. It's it's a story that you look at and you go just like with a lot of these people. You go, God, I hope that's not true. Right. So many people are like, No, not not Uncle Stan. Come on. <laughs> and so it's tough because you do want to just say, Oh, there's no way. But then, then there's other people that are very quick, like, it has to be true. Go, maybe. Oh, you totally can look at him and go, Maybe. Because yeah. he's always been you know, half his cameos are with some sort of woman. Right. You know? Or he's cleaning something, I guess. Well even um, even the one in uh, Guardians when Rocket looks up and goes, Look at that dirty old man you know, he makes a comment like that. Hmm. But yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where... You've got to note it, and we'll see what happens. And yeah. the things... So many times with this stuff, it's so hard to get the truth to come out. Right. You know, one way or the other. And it also depends... The thing with Spacey was also he admitted it yes. right away. Uh, you've had so many of these people that have been accused in the political spectrum. Al Franken. He's like, yeah, I did it. I, I, I feel bad. It was that one time. That one no, time. it was that second time. Then it was that third time. Oh, I quit. <laughs> You know, it's like he puts himself in a corner and he's right. got to go. And, again, the the 
who knows where this is all coming from. You also had someone who just, uh, I think Sebastian brought up, you had someone who just tried to buy a house because with his money. Yeah. You know, he's had money stolen from him. He has all these things. There's a lot of stuff going around oh, yeah. for Stan Lee. So now it's it's something where it feels like a case where maybe you step back and let the investigation figure out exactly what right. it is. Not it necessarily is a- disbelieving the the accusations, but also not accepting the, ask, the, the accusations at face value immediately, as you did with someone like Harvey Weinstein, which had one accusation turn into 43 in the course of like 30 days. Right. Well, yeah. Liam Neeson kind of made a comment where some of these... Oh, are- not Liam Neeson. Don't tell me Liam Neeson again. No, he made a comment, though, that some of these feel like witch hunts. Well, they've all said that. I mean, yeah. they, they said, well, look out, it's going to be a witch hunt from the first place. And it's there's there's different degrees, and there's all this stuff. And, you know, I really wish we had Sean or Emily or somebody on the show today to talk about it because it's hard right. to talk about from this point. But are there false accusations that are out there? Yes. And they do more damage than anything. Do, being short a of the vile act itself but i mean we've seen this in sports two years mm-hmm. ago patrick kane is a star white right winger in hockey for the nhl's chicago blackhawks right was accused of uh rape by a woman in which the case completely falls apart he was never charged there was never even a civil lawsuit mm-hmm. because the the woman's lawyer left the case and said there's no truth to this because right. even as her lawyer i'm getting four different stories from her her mother her sister or whatever you look at a case like that and say could something have happened of course it could have happened but now there's just too much doubt there's, right. there's no without a doubt that this happened and there's no without a doubt in any of these cases and with this with the stanley thing it first was reported what earlier last week and you haven't heard much more come about with it, so because they're too busy looking for other people. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing is, I mean, this is you know, unfortunately, it's been going on for decades in Hollywood for you know, as long as Hollywood's been there. I mean, there's been jokes and bad jokes and truths within jokes about the casting couch. Well, every in joke, Hollywood, every joke has a truth to it. That's right. what makes it a joke. That's what makes it funny. A lot of those, well, a lot of those types of jokes. It's just especially like with Louis C. Clark. Yeah. Uh, Louis C. Clark, Louis C. Yeah, I know. the guys who discovered the West. <laughs> Louis C. Clark. <laughs> Guess what, Louis C. Clark, sexual harasser. That Superman show from Louis C. Clark. Yes. <laughs> Deep Kane. Sacagawea. Se- sexual wow. Sacagawea. So, anyways, let's move on because we're uh, to Chris's topic that he was concerned about tonight. Fox I was concerned shakes, about it. I thought well, it wasn't there. Fox shakes up Gambit, Deadpool, and New Mutants because Gambit was the one that kind of got left to the sideline with that. Well, it was um, the last one to come out of this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was shocking to me because I didn't realize they were still making the film. <laughs> so let's just get this out of the way first. The current Fox shakeups have nothing to do with the Disney Fox deal. But Gambit Fox's, has Fox's lost yet another director. Uh, was it Mikey Gore? Quipped, Mikey's like, I'm not directing this film. What is it? Gore Verbinski. Ver- 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 How do you not know who that is? Yes. I know. I do. I know. Really? Shh. You? Pirates fan? I know. You masturbated to Pirates for 15 years, and now all of a sudden you don't even know who directs it? I know who directs it. So anyways. You can't say his name? I can't. Yeah, You've I can't been say moaning it for the last decade. So Gore. anyways, Channing Tatum. Where's uh, all the rum, Gore? The film has been pushed back from February 2000, February 14, 2019 to, Febu- to January. Shit. To June seventh, two thousand nineteen. I didn't do it this time. Oh no, we're allowed to say that because CNN and them all say shit all <laughs> no, the time. No, that's now. not. We're not doing that. 
Um, I don't care what CNN does. We still need an explicit content if you're going to let that go. We're not letting it go. <laughs> the film's had struggles with its directors. Let's see. We've had uh, Doug struggle, Liam. period. Yeah, you're right. Rupert Wyatt. And even before, let's see, and... Was it having Lyman, previous ex- uh, Doug Lyman and Rupert Wyatt yeah. were both attached to it before. And so this is the third director. This film, remember like, Channing yes. Tatum was going to do it, and then he wasn't, and then he was going to do it, and then he wasn't because he was negotiating his contract, to yeah. figure out how much money they were going to pay him to do it. This will be and a bomb. Speaking, see, the segue was Gambit saved Stan Lee once because remember Channing Tatum. Saved him from falling oh, off the right. stage. Yeah, well, he when, was the only one that helped yeah. him off the stage. Yeah. Or something uh, like that. Because he was trying, yeah, he was going to fall off the stage trying to get down. Uh, Channing Tatum now suing Stan Lee for sexual harassment. <laughs> uh, you look at that stage with all these people, all these Fox then, mutants that like, were there, and everyone the next, and you realize all those people have been in a mutant movie except Channing Tatum. Right, the one in the corner there who was supposed to do that film at the time, and that was like four years ago, and. <laughs> No, and it just—I'm surprised this movie is still on the docket. I would not be surprised if the Disney uh, merger, buyout, whatever you want to call it, deal goes through. That this gets taken completely off the 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 table with whatever they want to do next, Mm -hmm. because it's not the only film that has the only Fox mutant film that is in problem territory. Right, because you have New Mutants, which has now been well, shelved. Uh, I'm pissed about no, that. No, it's not shelved. It's well, not. it's shelved. It's not shelved, and that it's never going to come out. Right. It's now they've moved it from April 13th of this year to February 22nd of they, 2019. They Batman versus Superman. Did. Which they don't. They don't say that it's having any problems with it. They just said they were moving it. No, they said what the problem with it was is that it wasn't scary enough. That the, the elements that were scary that were in that horror genre played very well. There was not enough of them. That's the rumor. So I figure just because you know Game of Thrones is coming out in 2019, and they want they want the Maisie Williams exactly. Nobody cares. Um, But Deadpool two is now moving from June to May 18th. That's the weird one. That's weird because it's coming now in between. Not even where it's in between and uh, Solo. It's not even that it's between those. It's that less than six months before its release or yeah, right. five months before its release it's moved up a full month yeah that's what's weird to me like that that's the one where i go i don't understand this at all right because you're putting yourself in a may that has avengers and solo already mm-hmm. and isn't there something else i don't even remember now maybe there's a couple one. i mean that's when you start your I thought there was one summer more blockbuster like, oh, maybe maybe that was the one where i said those three films are all going to be well I mean, the idea of films eating each other, it's not like people are going, I can only see one film for the first two weeks of May. Right. And I have to make a decision whether it's going to be Avengers or it's going to be Deadpool. It's not like you can't see both. All of these films are going to do $100 or more the first weekend. And that's all they care about now. The thing that will be interesting is if Deadpool 2 underperforms with expectations, then you second-guess the move. Yes. Because then you go, we shouldn't have done that. Right. Because even in that second weekend, you're going to have people that are going to want to go back and see Avengers. Right. Hopefully. Well, nothing that, else is in that month. Are they thinking... What else? Nothing I, no, else. No, I, I think that I think it was just I put those three together. So, I mean, um, you're, you're talking... I, 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 it'd be interesting <laughs> if, hey, let's move Deadpool. Why? I saw the first cut of Infinity War. It sucks. No one's going to see it the second weekend. That, that would be... It's all Last Jedi. Everyone's going to hate it. But, you, I mean... Thanos Solo. is only in it for three minutes. See, I can't, I can't imagine Ugh. those three movies not being number one at the box office their opening weekends. Well, I can. You think? Which I, th- one? I think Deadpool could be number two behind Infinity War for the for, for its opening weekend. Week. Oh yeah, 
Even though Dead or uh, Avengers will be out already for two weeks. So? See, that's why I'm saying is Avengers will be out for two weeks. You're talking Deadpool comes out, and then the next weekend it's Solo. Okay. So, I mean... I'm not saying it's going to... I would not be shocked. Right, I'd okay. I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked. Right. I'm not giving you, you know, 95 to 5 odds that it's going to be the number one for the weekend. Right. You know, I'm talking like 80-20. And Solo, I mean... the. the you're Solo's not worried. It's still film. a Star Wars film. Whether uh, yeah, one of one of the the, the, the and it's one of the Solo. groups they were in, like, oh, I think Disney's going to move Solo. I'm like, it's too late. Yeah. At this point, if they would have moved Solo, they would have moved Solo. And everyone keeps giving me the well. There's no trailer yet. They don't. Again, they're. It's it's almost like this is an experiment. We don't. Let's see how close we can give you a trailer to the actual movie and see how successful the movie is. Well, hell, you look at what Avengers did. They released the trailer to just a certain group of people, but they didn't release the trailer until, what, two months ago? Yeah, yeah but you're still talking. You're, you're, when they released the trailer, it was, what, December? End of November? Well, the thing with... The you thing still with... had six months before the movie's coming out. So. Now, here we are. We're within four months of it coming out. You don't really see that anymore. Where a you're trailer about, yeah, for also, five, you're a little, this movie has been kind of on a different production schedule. Anyway, they may not have anything to show right now that's finished for a trailer. So maybe next uh, month well, they, they, didn't might have, have they didn't have a lot of Rogue things. One either when they did the Rogue One. The you difference know? with this is is the reason that you didn't show a trailer six months before it was because that would have put it a month before Last Jedi. Yes, and the last thing you wanted to do was put a trailer out. You know, it would be like putting the trailer for Infinity War 4 in front of 3. Going, what? You know, the week before. Here's what the second film's going to look like. Yeah. Wait, come on. So I think a, I think a big part me. of the whole... Because the other films have all released their trailers in May for a December release because there's nothing else there. Mm-hmm. You're not going to release Solo if you're, if you're going by that time scale of seven months before or... Yeah, seven months before. That releases that trailer in like September. There's no way you're doing that as you're as you're telling your fans to be excited for Last Jedi. Right. Don't worry about Last Jedi. Here's Solo. Will we and, see it in front of Infinity War? Probably. Yeah. And Last Jedi is definitely a bigger film for them than yeah. something like Solo or. Rogue well, they've One. always said that the, the, the saga. They've films. said that the, the standalones, they're films now, that are different stories. They're usually less expensive, and obviously, it, it's the long-term ramifications of something like Solo is very different than Last Jedi, in which. We want you to be really excited about Last Jedi because we still got another film that has all these characters. Correct. In it. You said seeing a oh. you said seeing a solo trailer in front of Avengers. I think it's going to be in front of Black Panther. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying it, it's they're still they're going to give you trailers soon, and when you right. get them, they're going to be all over the place. Which do you think they will wait until Black Panther? Do you think we'll see it before the end of this month? Since no one's really talking about talking it, talking about it, and it's the 13th. I mean, yeah. the, the the month's almost half done. And we haven't seen anything for it. In Except for the Lego toys. Yeah, but that's all leaked stuff. That isn't right. official stuff from Disney or Hasbro or whatever. I mean, we'll Which I'm see kind it of before. Glad. And that's the thing is you'll, you're, you're going to see a trailer and you've only got ostensibly 16 weeks before you see the film. Right. So it's well, not seeing the trailer for Last Jedi in look, May if, if they wait or until... April, whatever we saw at Celebration and go... I still got seven months. I still love it. When I was looking through the, the, the Facebook memories and stuff for December, the one from 2013 that said episode seven, two years away. Yeah. And I'm going, we're already talking about this film like crazy. We still have two years before it comes out in 2013. We're talking about Last Jedi the moment that 
Force Awakens ended. Yeah. We were talking about episode eight. Because we already knew well, you remember the first it, day of production, mm-hmm. they put out that little vignette yeah. of, of, okay, filming's began. And look, here's the thing. I, th- I kind of think it is an experiment. If this movie, if you don't put out a trailer, say, before February, before Black Panther, and this film still does, you know, what Rogue One did, let's say. You know, what was it, seven, eight hundred million? If it does that... Then you're, they're going to say, well, wait a minute. We don't need to release a trailer for episode nine. And Unless we want to. I mean, to. it's just, it's, it's, their schedule is their schedule. And again, yeah. I think the biggest difference with this is that Last Jedi was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're still, it's still in theaters. You don't want to, you don't want to steal the thunder from Last Jedi, even now on January 15th, which you have a film that's still in a lot of theaters, not in all of them, but it's still in a lot of theaters. It still has some buzz. It's still top five. You don't want to, get people to start thinking about the next one when you're not even finished with this one yet. Right. So, and finally tonight... <laughs> oh, this game is so terrible. Um, Chris, how do you feel about a nope. Lost revival? No. No? Nope. I'll preface it by saying Lost is my favorite TV series of all time. Yes, the finale is good. The final season is good. If you didn't like it, you didn't watch the other seasons, and you don't know what Lost is really about, and all that other serious gatekeeper bs that i'm gonna give you i i love that series i don't want more because again whatever they're going to give me is more likely to be terrible than it is to be good but even with the co-creator deciding to put his support behind it don't care okay well, did you did you read this article that the three different paths that they could choose from yeah. uh, that they could go with there's lots of different things they could go with but there's, there's nowhere you can go you're never going to capture lost again right and and in some ways, I don't even want it because I don't want to listen to people who, well, the first season was good, but then they didn't know what they were doing, and then it all became crap. What and if I it, stopped watching it the second episode of season two. And then I watched the last episode, and they didn't explain anything. What if ABC produced it for Netflix, say, and they did like a 10-episode arc? I wouldn't even want ABC to produce it because ABC is the one that screwed it up in the first place. I mean, they screwed up in the first place by telling Lindelof and Q's, uh, you're going to go as long as we tell you to go when they specifically asked for five seasons so that they could figure out where they were going to end it. Right. They get in the middle of this third season thinking, okay, we've got three more seasons. They go through the fourth season going, eh, we don't know when we're ending. And then ABC tells them, you got two seasons. Right. Well, great. So the third season, with between that and the writer's strike, did become a bit of a loss. There are some very good episodes in that season, by the way. Um, especially the second half of it, because they were rushing to get to the end of it because it was a shortened season. Would you accept but a reboot? No, God no. Well, not a reboot, but a, a remake. Know. No, a remake. No, just leave it alone. I think it falls into the category like we talk about with movies and their sequels coming out ten years later. It's just there's not enough interest for it. I don't think there's a new popular. audience for it, and the audience that that followed that through the end, the audience of me, right, is a lot smaller than people think. Sure. You had a, a, a TV series that had 18 million people watch the first episode and something like 4 million people It's not like bringing one. back X-Files or something like that. No, where you can and, bring it. and even the, the bringing back X-Files thing was kind of like, eh, but X-Files wasn't a closed loop to a certain right. degree. That's they never really just... finished it Yeah, in a way. That second would you, movie didn't mean anything. Would you bring it back but do, tell it from another story? No. Because the island isn't what it was. I mean, the, on, the only story that you could really tell is what happens to Ben. Because Ben stays on the island, he stays as the protector. Spoiler no, I just alert. mean, I just mean, it's not necessarily a plane this time that crashes. But you... then what's the point? It's just it's the same. No matter what you do, if it's connected to Lost, it's got to have some of that same element. It's the Jurassic Park thing. 
Yeah. If it's Jurassic Park, it's going to be island. It's going to be dinosaurs on an island. That's it. You know, own it. And, and go I almost said, well, what if they did like Lost in, sp- in there in, in space, and then it's like, wait, that's Lost in space. <laughs> they already have a Lost revival. It's on TBS. It's that whatever stupid show. Wrecked. <laughs> yeah, wrecked. Um, that whatever stupid. Show. There was it wasn't one. Funny. Uh, there was one other thing that <laughs> came out today. To the whatever stupid show. <laughs> uh, we should write a theme song for the whatever stupid show. <laughs> Starring that stupid guy and that stupid girl. <laughs> and this dumb... <laughs> <laughs> there was one other thing that did come out today that's right up Ethan's alley, and I'd be remiss if we didn't yep. mention it, was Walking Dead has come up with their new showrunner, which is kind of... They're kind of interesting because their AMC's new creative... Was it creative team, or is it just showrunner is in charge of the game... The games and other content going forward. Yeah, Not just... Scott Gimple is basically going to be in charge of everything Walking Dead for AMC. Well, Telltale's does a game. They also have mobile games and things like that that are related to the show. Remember when you just have shows? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but this that came from comic books. My, but my question about this is: Are they still going to be pulling material from the book? Yeah, I think they're still going to follow through with their model. I mean, it's. It's kind of what they've been doing this entire time, and for them to say, okay, well, we're just not going to look at anything else that Robert Kirkman did in the books and just go on our own. Yeah, that would be cool to see what kind of stories come up, but then also that would risk their show dropping a lot. Because... Okay, but here's my thing now, because we always talked about this, was that Kirkman had said he would Kirkman. end it in the book before the show. Yeah. With Kirkman no longer involved with the show... They're not beholden to stay with the the. So is book. he not involved at all? Because he, a showrunner is different than what Kirkman a, does. He's, he's an executive still, producer. Yeah, he's still, still listed as an executive producer. Yeah, but he's no longer with the writing team. He's no longer. He wasn't a showrunner though. He was. That's he what was I'm saying. A, he wasn't a showrunner. He was but always he, an executive producer. He has he has veto and, power to a certain degree. Yeah, he was there in the writing room to help them with ideas. Right. To kind okay. of go based uh, but on see, the I was under the impression he was completely separated from the show now. No, he's just <laughs> suing them. <laughs> he's yeah. still going to make his money from it. I mean, it's still there's still money to yeah. be made there. So. And it's still his property, so I don't think that he would be like, oh, I'm going to leave it completely and you guys yeah. go ahead and See, Game of Thrones is going to finish. Well, it depends on how much G- control Game of Thrones the is going to finish What's-His-Face's story because he's never going to finish that story. And he gave them... I, I, I can't imagine they would have gone to... I keep wanting to say Tolkien. George uh, R. R. Martin. Martin. They would have gone to Martin and went, we're going to finish... We're, we're just going to finish it. We're going to finish the story. No, you can't. It's my property. I sold it to you. You can't finish it. You know, he's the one that said, no, go ahead and finish it because, as I've said for three years, he's never going to write it. Well, it's like he, they, he gave him the, the, what was going to happen yeah. just in case he died. He gave, he him, gave him what they were going to happen because he wanted them to finish it. So he never has to write that right. book. Here's my new book about dragons having lots of sex well, while waiting for pizza. Didn't I think they did? They picked up the rights to his other book too. HBO, that is. I think so. I right. call this one Throne of Games. <laughs> it's like Monopoly faces makes the seat and then Risk is up off. It's not fire and ice. It's water and warmth. So, anyways, that makes no oh, sense. God. Water and warmth. Water and warmth. Well, I was trying to think of something to replace fire. And so warm water? Yes. <laughs> Lukewarm water. It's pee. 
So, anyways, Secret. on that note, we're going to wrap That's things the up. Fight. That's the finale of it. Is you find like this is piss. <laughs> This is straight up urine. No wonder why it's warm. <laughs> so, make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter as at Nerdables Show. Wow. This is the what? first time I've messed it up in a long time. Like in over 100 shows, oh, I think. We should, we should thank Doug Wilson sent us Tim Tams from Australia. Oh, I hate you, Doug, because I love Tim Tams. Tim Tams are awesome. And well, I'm going to get a lot more fatter. But, Doug, but see, Doug, you know, he can't hear you say that anyway. So. That's the loudest oh, I'm, you've been. I'm, sure, I'm sure he can hear me quite well. I was, uh, was going to thank Doug for the Tim Tams. But. Yes. Knowing people in Australia no, they're wonderful. I'm getting, I just I'm getting Tim Tams. I got these Tim Tams. I've had Tim Tams sent to me from Doug. I've had Tim Tams sent to me from my friend Shelly, who's in L.A. right now. And I'm sure she has Tim Tams for me, too. So, I'm, no, I've got <laughs> But Doug sent these for the show. Doug sent these specifically for the show. There's a white chocolate one. That's not coming for the show. That's mine. Nobody gets to touch <laughs> that except me. Um, but I got these. Doug Wilson sent it to Doug Stolhan, who is on the Puck Podcast, which right. I sometimes fill in for. And Doug Stolhan's friends from Australia came last week. He brought all of Doug Wilson's Tim Tams to us. Uh, to, to Eddie, his partner yes. on the show, myself and the show, because Doug Stolhand has just packages of this stuff. I, like, I don't need it anymore. I'm tired of it now. Not tired of it. He's just like, I know I'm going to get tired of it if I leave this in here. They're just going to go bad because I can't eat that many Tim Tams yeah. in, in the next little. That was part of bringing, you know, I have three packages. I brought two of them here. So you guys finish because again I have those and I know I'm getting ones from. Oh, I imagine I'm See, getting ones. From what Shelly I'd too. love to do. I just hope she brings cheezels. Oh, cheezels are so good. I'd love to go do a show in Australia, and then we could have Doug on the show. Oh, okay. That's why. We <laughs> well, we're Wait. gonna fire up the hmm. Nerdables jet. And... I wonder, should I go to Australia to to? Well, meet, you know, we had to, a satellite to, to for see a while. my friend Shelly and her husband, whose wedding I went to, and her family, who's been so good to me. No, no. Let's just go to Australia, record the show. Yeah, priorities. We're not going to be like. I mean, we're not going to fly over there for, you know. We're flying there for, for one an day. hour for an hour to do the show, and you know, and then turn around. Stole into that for he he won something for uh, the Finding Finding Dory premiere. He flew out to Australia. He was in Australia for something like twenty five hours, Ugh. and then flew back. I was like, that's crazy. Uh, it was nuts. We can't go to Australia anyway, not as a show, because Mikey won't go. He doesn't want to go to Australia. Mikey doesn't want to go to Australia. Nope, he wants to go to New Zealand instead. Yeah, oh, I got to go to New Zealand, too. New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. You realize New Zealand is just Australia. So we're going to – Well, you know, smaller. Hey, smaller. here's another thing. Yeah. Before the show started, I, I checked out our you know our listens, which I do regularly, to kind of track where – so hot in here. I don't, I don't know. Stalker. We all of a sudden had what? a massive – Stalker. Within the, shut up. Within the last 24 hours, we had a massive amount of listeners in uh, France. Okay. It's the same person, just cooking. <laughs> maybe just maybe, maybe it was one person who listened to 25 episodes. <laughs> Why is uh, it not working? I want to see what these stupid American big dogs are talking about. We also about. have a lot of listeners in San Francisco, which I'm really hoping. I'm not doing that, boys. I would, no, I really hope in some of the some of the listeners that we have in San Francisco are with Lucasfilm. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no. It's more then, like it's more likely that Fox has been listening for a couple of years and stealing all the ideas that Travis and I came up with that one night. But see, you know, hopefully one day we'll do a good enough show where Fox, you know, if there are people that are listening there from Lucasfilm, they'll invite us up and then we can get a tour of yeah, the I don't facility. Think and I don't have to stand or you know stand outside Skywalker like, Ranch looking at the gate <laughs> taking pictures. It's, it's, it's more likely that someone in a costume at Disneyland will invite you to go to Club Thirty Three. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun too. Okay, so anyways, we're gonna try this again. 
So Maybe, Mickey, if you're listening, <laughs> Mickey, to give me a call. <laughs> Yo, Ariel. Papa, you know, no. So, anyways. What? No. How <laughs> about no? <laughs> you can tell he's only been to Disneyland three times. Like you gotta get times. higher than. Huh? He's gotta be up here. So, anyways, you want to take us out as Mickey? No. Okay. So, <laughs> so make sure you check us out on Facebook. It's more fun to interrupt you every time. <laughs> slash Nerdables. And also on Twitter, at Nerdables Show. And on Instagram, as Nerdables. So, for Finally Chris, Mikey, and Ethan, episodes. I'm R.A. saying we'll talk awesome. to you next week. It's terribly awesome. <laughs>